You are now listening to Ascend with Yogi Jazz, the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ascend with Yogi Jazz. It's your host, Yogi Jazz. And today we are talking about conscious while black, being consciously black, the conscious black person. (laughs) And this topic is going to be interesting. So whether you are black or not, I hope that this is not triggering for you. We absolutely don't ever want that to happen. So make sure that you did some breath work, that you're sitting comfortably, that you meditated, that you're really in an open, receptive space. You know, I'm just here to give you the perspectives to possibly expand your own awareness, your own consciousness, give you some tools to maybe have a better experience, take what you need. So let's get into it. The reason why I decided to do this episode is part, you know, mainly inspired by it's February and it is Black History Month. And I think having the conversation is always worth having, but what greater time than now? So what is Black History Month, you ask? Black History Month is pretty much a social agreement to recognize the great things that people of African descent have done for American history um, during the month of February. Now, having Black History Month is controversial within the Black community and within the non-Black community, and that includes everybody. I'm not just speaking on Anglo people, but... um, Black people, there's different opinions as far as, you know, black people are black year round. Black people have done great things. You know, America was built on slavery, which were black people. So for some black people, it's really kind of a slap in the face, if you will, to say that one out of 12 of these months, we're going to acknowledge you. And then on the other hand, there are some black people who really, really get into it, who really, really celebrate it and feel empowered during this month and do things out of the ordinary to celebrate and feel good about themselves for that one month out of the year. Um, And then other perspectives that I've heard just from research, from documentaries, from social media, people who are not of color really feeling like why is it necessary that black people get this special attention on this one day? Why do we have to keep making up for their experience? Or why do we have to, you know, bring this special acknowledgement? What if we had white history month? What if we had Hispanic history month or, you know, whatever have you. So there's these different takes on each side and some of those perspectives can really be triggering for people on the other side because the understanding is just so vastly different. And I think it's really important that we remember that everybody is having such a unique experience and everybody has blind spots and limitations as far as their capacity to be aware, their capacity for consciousness. And it's really unimaginable to be in somebody else's shoes And when you're in your shoes, you've lived the experience that you've lived, you've been whatever race you are in this lifetime, you can only really process things from that perspective. So it's it's really, really challenging to even be open to someone else's perspective that challenges yours. So there's a lot of layers to break down when it comes to consciousness and racism and 
identification and ego and all of these different barriers that we have to take a look at. So one of the first things that I like to talk about with being consciously black, I like to work from the outside in. So starting at the top on the surface, understanding that race and division and separation and all of that is something that has been created. So if you, I'm sure that you've seen, if you haven't, it's really amazing to take a look at these psychological studies, but watching children be together in these studies on like, is race something that is natural to us or is it something that is taught? And a lot of research supports the idea that this is something that is taught. So a lot of spiritualists like to call this the illusion of separation. Anything that you think divides us because we're all supposed to be of one entity, of one energy, of one, you know, universal entity. So race itself is something that is an illusion that has perpetuated so much so that it has caused real impact on people's lives today. Race is really real today. We've made it such a thing that people die over it. People are mistreated over it. People are discriminated against, counted out, overlooked, all of these different things. So that's the challenge of having that consciousness of, I understand that race is actually not a true division of us as human beings, but I still live in this third dimensional world where it matters to most of society and people are treated different. So it's really challenging trying to balance out where to be in that. Then a layer underneath that is the issue with the fundamental structure of grouping and categorizing. When we say black people as a group, white people as a group, Hispanic people as a group, we're making a lot of assumptions and labeling a whole diverse, within themselves, a whole diverse group of people as being a certain way, as thinking a certain way, as feeling a certain way, as wanting certain things. And I can say from my experience as a Black person, all Black people are not on the same page. We do not all want the same things. We do not have the same experiences There are some things that we do have in common. Obviously, we do have cultural things that we do, um, language, dances, uh, things that we've experienced in childhood, food, all these different things. We do have some sense of culture. However, I'm sure that no matter what race you are listening now, I'm sure that you've spoken to someone in your own race or you've seen a celebrity of your own race or a politician of your own race who presents an idea that you completely disagree with. So it's really a challenge to try to move as a unit with any race because everyone has a different agenda on some level. Someone's experience could be very different from mine just because of the the skin tone that they have. If they are a couple of shades lighter than me, they had a different experience. If they are a couple of shades darker than me, they had a different experience. What type of parents they have, what area they grew up in. You know, people being the only black person in their high school that graduated. There's so many things that change the trajectory of what you feel as a person belonging to whatever subgroup you belong to. I do want to take a second to be very, very transparent with you guys that I 
have recorded this particular segment several times. I recorded it and deleted it because it this is really challenging to talk about um, because I feel like I have to consider so many things. My audience is made up of different types of people. I'm still processing my own experience as a black person. And I also just really want to be intentional and careful with my words. So this is literally for this particular segment that I'm about to talk about. This is literally like take seven. So I'm just going to speak and give myself permission to let it resonate however it resonates and just have the best intentions as I speak. So I was having a conversation with my really good friend who is an Anglo-American, European descent, white person. And we have a really great relationship, first of all. And I haven't always had close relationships with white people. And this is because of stories that other black people have told me, other situations that I've experienced from afar, seeing white people in action in certain ways or media, you know, whatever these However, we get these perspectives and these ideas painted into our minds Um, and just a lot of mistrust surrounding the relationship between white and black people. So I've had white associates, but really, truly having a deep connection and someone that I consider a friend is new to me within maybe the last five years, I would say. Um, So anyway, I've realized that it's really therapeutic for me to have the opportunity to actually connect with white people that are genuine and that want to understand and that want to connect and that are conscious and aware and actively seeking more and progression. So we have that and it's just super, super comfortable. I don't feel any kind of way. I'm not triggered when she speaks openly and candidly to me and vice versa. So I was trying to explain to her the experience within the black community. And this is something that no one would understand besides black people. So as a black person, I definitely feel like when I'm speaking about expanding consciousness and moving away from the trauma that we carry and identify with as a culture there can be a lot of resistance surrounding that. And a lot of times people can feel betrayed by what I'm saying or feel like I don't understand or I'm not really black or I, you know, there's a lot of resistance surrounding that conversation when you're talking to someone who's experienced in their own experience, really deep rooted trauma. Eckhart Tolle talks about the pain body in... A New Earth, which is a book that I've mentioned several times before. I love that book so much. But the pain body and like the collective pain that people embody and how attached people are to it. Like they literally have to feed off of this pain in order to function and have an identity and have a story behind them. And when he was talking about that, he did use African-American people as one of the examples, but he talked about some other examples as well. But when you understand how identified people can be with their story, no matter if it was hard times that happened to them for other reasons, a disability, a sickness, a missed opportunity, whatever have you, 
can you really start to process how much someone would be gripping onto and holding onto that thing? Because if they were to let it go, then they have to do all of this work to figure out who's underneath there, how to heal this, who am I outside of this story that I present myself as. And so it can just be like literally ripping something from someone's hands to try to get them to shift out of that mindset that they've committed to. And so again, back to the fact that we all have not had the same experiences. It's really hard to communicate collectively. And it's a very odd feeling to feel like, you know, this group of people will reject you as a black person, like literally trade you out, kick you out, or what do they call it? Uh, Cancel you. (laughs) Like, what do the kids say? Cancel you as a black person because you do not agree with their experience or their standpoint or the pain that they all are bonding in. And so that hasn't always been my experience, but as I've like moved more into what it is that I do now and expanded my own consciousness and found ways to heal myself in a different perspective, sharing that is really challenging. Whenever you're speaking from where you are today, people are usually just taking that for face value and responding or reacting. But it's important to think about where that person must have come from to get to that perspective that they're at today. And when I'm talking to people, I did not just get here or haven't been here my entire journey. I absolutely remember being completely reactive based on what I knew the Black Collective would do without having any thought process behind it. Um, I remember when Obama got elected, I was on a college campus and we pretty much looted that campus in representation and celebration of what the Black Collective was doing as a movement. My reaction to someone saying something or treating me a certain way or seeing a situation was not based on my own understanding, my own healing, my own consciousness. It was purely reactive based on what had been taught to me. And so me being a part of it and understanding the anger that can come up when someone challenges that or is not a part of it, like, this is what we do. Why are you not doing what we do? But from that point, there's been a lot of work for me to make it to where I am today. A lot of looking at myself from the outside, looking at things from a different perspective, challenging my behavior and my thought process. So So I have definitely had situations happen to me with people not of color, particularly white people, where I have felt discriminated against, uh, mistreated, disrespected, disregarded, overlooked, microaggressed, actually aggressed, you know, energetically, verbally, maybe. Um, But I haven't had traumatic experiences. You know, I have been fortunate enough to be on the less traumatic side of what black people in America experience. And it's crazy to even say the word fortunate enough because everybody should be able to just live here and be treated well. 
But at the end of the day, what I do know is that regardless of the progression of the world and what has happened in the past, what is most important is the present moment and doing what you can to heal yourself presently and to have a better experience presently. And there's a lot of work that is required to do that. And, you know, trying to stay present and healing and learning how to live with what has happened to you as far as being a Black person and having this spiritual experience at the same time, it is definitely a lot. And I did not even realize how much it took to do that, how much it still takes to do that. It's like a practice. Um, And I had to admit to myself, um, I went to a friend's salon dinner and it was about race and ancestors and just this historical energy. And I cried so much because I was like, I've never allowed myself to feel all that runs through me energetically as far as my ancestors. And I had pretty much went into survival mode energetically by disconnecting from the physical reality, the third dimensional reality of being black and totally moved into spirit world, like only viewing myself as spirit and energy to an unhealthy extent and this was a coping mechanism for me like we're all one everything is spirit everything is energy I can disregard the pain that comes along with being black and it's like I do feel like I was able to honor myself and appreciate my skin appreciate my hair um, appreciate the black culture that I'm a part of, but I just was like, um, I'm gonna throw the pain part away and put it in a corner or whatever, because I don't want that part. But that is a part that has to be looked at and dealt with. And it is also beauty in the strength of overcoming. When you think about everyone who came before the black people that exist today, there's so much beauty in what we've been able to do in spite of what the circumstances have been. I don't honestly think that any other race as a unit had would have the resilience to move forward in the way that we have. So it definitely shows a beautiful strength that we can hold our heads high about. Also, in speaking about processing um, mental health and spiritual health, are really overlooked in the black community as far as compared to what we need. Um, It's definitely not culturally popular to seek out help and assistance, but there's so many studies that are trying to show that being black in America is a condition. It creates a disorder that it's so unnatural to consistently be aware of the fact that you're black and to consistently endure on a day-to-day basis, which it's really hard to heal something that is still happening or that you're still facing or you're still being reminded of. There's no room for that wound to stop bleeding and to heal up, to scab over and fall off. So you really 
should have some help processing. And I don't know what that is going to look like for each black person. If this means journaling, meditation, yoga practice, a therapist, a soul coach, spiritual healer, something. Definitely take the time to give yourself space to process being black as an experience. And it doesn't mean that you can't keep continuing to show up every day consciously, expanding, looking at each day as a fresh opportunity and giving each person that you encounter the opportunity to show up differently or create teaching moments. You can do all these things, but there has to be balance. And we definitely don't want to bypass the work that needs to be done so that we can really, really genuinely heal on those subconscious levels. So I want to close up with saying to my Black listeners that there's a difference between being self-consciously Black and being consciously Black. Don't allow this experience and, you know, how slowly the process is moving as far as the collective catching up with consciousness. Don't allow that to create insecurity around you in your experience and your value and being able to really express yourself and move forward and fully take advantage of experiencing this life in fullness. Approach life with intention and be conscious about your blackness. Hold space, create understanding, share experiences, let people in, do the work that you have the capacity to do and lead the way. Keep things open, continue to Spread positivity, continue to try to build on connections, and we're chipping away at something that's a huge project, but every chip that we take, we make better for the people that come after us. There were people that did a whole lot of chipping away to make sure that we are where we are today. So my listeners who are not of color, I really want you to grasp the concept of just self-awareness and consciousness, period. Just being mindful of knowing that the more that you know, the more you realize that you know nothing. And if you are not a person of color, you will not truly understand the experience of a person of color in this lifetime. I think that you know people try to process things from their perspective the best way that they can, but there's a huge disservice that you do trying to process an experience that you will never have. And just having that understanding alone really helps you to navigate better and handle people of color better. Um, I, we do get white people who are like, how can I be a better white person? How can I help the problem? How can I? It really starts with that inner work. Just having a different mindset and shifting yourself to opening up, seeing things that you didn't see before, clearing out those blind spots um, before you even think about taking action, like really deal with yourself first. And yeah, y'all just continue to be vulnerable, be transparent about your experience, say the things that are coming up for you in that moment. I think we, when we're having a racial misunderstanding of some sort, whether it's on a friendly level, an energetic level, high tension, aggression, whatever, that we're keeping our experience private and we're just reacting or we're handling that person from the dynamic of the situation. But there's so much power in letting somebody in vulnerably of like, we're having a racial moment right now and I'm thinking something and struggling with something that I know that you are not even aware of. Let me share my experience with you. And let's work through this. That way, that person walks away with more awareness. You've cleared out and released, and it was all a beautiful situation. So 
I'm wishing you all the best. I really am. I'm on my own journey as well. I'm going to try to go to Africa this year. I feel like there's a lot of diving that I need to do. So send this to two people that you really care about. Share this on social media, whichever tidbit that really resonated with you. Blast it out. Let's share the content. And if you are in the Houston area, I will be teaching yoga regularly every Sunday starting on the 16th at Richmond Studios. It is yoga and brunch. Um, It starts at 12 and ends at 2. So you can find a link to that in my bio on social media. And also Yoga Evolution TV is going to be hosting a conscious dating uh, event on the 15th. So whether you're single or you are a couple, you definitely want to check this out. We're going to have like a speed connect for the singles and then we're going to have a date night for the couples to learn tools to deepen their connection as well. We do the talk show, we have the market, and then there's yoga and a live musical performance. So you can catch all of that um, at Yogi Jazz Porter on Instagram or you can shoot me an email for more information. Until next time, I love y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening in to Yogi Jazz, the podcast. I look forward to sharing content with you in the future. If you would like to connect locally, please reach out. If you would like to bring me to your city, please reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Yogi Jazz Porter or visit www.yogijazzporter.com for all offerings. Namaste.